You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Lead the fame. He'll need to be like lightning to win from there. Then Classy Washington. A long way back. Deus Ex and send a third quarter, 27-5. and five. They turn and burn now. Less than 200 metres to run. Turn it up, shaking off hot and treacherous. Future assured to the inside. Blacksa dances deeper. Leap to fame right along the inside. Future Assured is going to score. Future Assured right up along the inside. Beating Turn It Up. Black Sedans. Leap to Fame right on their hammer and forth. Classy yeah, I'd love to know what he ran his last quarter. Leap to Fame. He ended up in an awful position from an awful draw. Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He ran his last quarter. Uh, I think it was around 26 and 1, his last yeah. split. So, But he couldn't mm. have gone any better. No, exactly right. Again, you know, you don't want to keep making excuses when horses get beaten, Steve, but on the occasions that he has tasted defeat this year, legitimate excuses. And again there on Saturday night, it was the barrier draw that beat him. He couldn't have pulled around uh, or couldn't have pulled back to last, come around that field over that distance given those times. So he had little option. He tried to squeeze off there at the start. There was no room. So... He was forced to race four back on the inside. So not much he can do, but this week they'll uh, reload, go again, and he comes up with a good draw, gate five. So you would expect Grant Dixon to be quite aggressive at the start here. Does he get the lead? I'm not so sure because Black Sedance is drawn to his inside. So do they roll the dice and try and park him? Time will tell, but he's going to be in a, uh, a winning position there on Saturday night, either in front or outside the leader. Yeah. Yeah, you could clearly see what you were just saying there too, Chris, at the start, that Grant was, you know, looking uh, to get off, but it just didn't happen. So four fence there, but very good sectionally late there. Chris, there's so much to talk about. We've got the big race at uh, Gloucester Park tomorrow night. Captain Ravishing returns today at Yarra Valley yeah. $1.25 in race eight. And New Zealand, it's all happening there, New Zealand Cup Week as well. Yeah, New Zealand Cup fields are out. Uh, Swayze, the sole Australian representative, didn't fare all that well with the barrier draw, Steve. He's got a, a second-line draw, so uh, not ideal. Akuda, in saying that, he's got to overcome a tough draw as well. So that might just spice things up as far as the betting is concerned for the New Zealand Cup on Tuesday. Um, as far as other news is concerned, Luxa Turner, Steve, last night at uh, Bendigo, this unbeaten filly, the first filly first two-year-old filly to go sub-50. She was beaten for the first time, chasing 10 straight victories. And it was that stable of Emma Stewart that came to the party last night. I think they swept all heats of the uh, the two-year-old Breeders' Crown. Two for the Colts and Gildings, two for the Fillies. And uh, they were able to get that victory over Luxa Turner. The Queensland filly, Zena Rainbow, she led up in her heat, but uh, she got overpowered late. So... Uh, a little bit of a, uh, a mixed bag last night as far as the results from Bendigo were concerned. You mentioned Captain Ravishing. He steps out today. That's race eight. He's number four, so he's going to be quite short. And as far as the Queenslander is concerned, the last start, Group 1 Victoria trotting derby winner, uh, not as promised, he's going to start next Wednesday. There's a heat for the Breeders' Crown for the three-year-olds next Wednesday. So that's when we get to yeah. see Not As Promised start again. At four o'clock too, if you want to watch uh, Eastern Stand. If you want to watch Captain Ravishing today in that Yarra Valley Cup, as we mentioned, 125, 850, Serge Blanco. So about four o'clock over the 2,650 metres. Uh, fresh up, Captain Ravishing. Uh, Trent Dawson's with us, Chris. Trent, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are we? 
I'm really well. Uh, how are you feeling? Last week you were able to get that victory with Future Short, taking the Be Good Johnny sprint, leap to fame, finishing fourth. As we just discussed, he had no luck. But as far as you're concerned, full steam ahead now for ID23. Yeah, well, we couldn't have probably scripted it better to uh, have a better lead-up so far. Um, yeah, like a, we're, we're, t we're taking the victory over Leap to Fame last weekend. Um, we're not talking about bad luck or anything like that about on his behalf, but uh, <laughs> we, we've got to take a couple every now and then when we can get one. But, um, yeah, he certainly went good. And, um, yeah, it was quite probably out in our favour that, that Leap to Fame did have a bit of bad luck. So, um, but, yeah, like I say, we'll take it. Did that race go to plan? Is that what you sort of anticipated there last Saturday night? Given Turn It Up had that front row draw, did you expect to, to hold him or did you think you would be sitting right on his hammer? No, I, I thought he'd cross me. Um, I was hopeful, like, a, like, you know, maybe I would have been able to, to muster a bit more than what I did. But, um, yeah, I, I think probably even more so, it just highlighted how, how damn quick he is, that Turn It Up out the gate. Um, yeah, I think... The green light virtually hadn't signalled that he was he was in front of us. So um, yeah, he's, he's definitely lightning, and um, no no, no wonder he's uh, he, yeah, he's got such a reputation on the gate. In the straight, were you confident that you were going to pick him up? Yeah, I was full of running. We, we were sort of having a bit of. I don't think we've ever really been to the sprint lane, so we were, we were probably had a little bit of difficulty getting down there and um, and sort of trying to muster through. Um, but he, he was full of running on the on the line, so he probably, um, you know, if if he could have come wide or just maybe with that bit of experience, having gone the sprint lane, he, he might have sort of won a bit easier. But um, yeah, nonetheless, it was still still a, a credit to my horse to actually run down, turn it up, who had sort of pretty good run in front, and um, you know, he's a, he's a million dollar just about earner just about, so he's um, he's certainly been the benchmark for a long time in Queensland. So tell me this, your guy, Future Assured, raised by his breeders, Kevin and Kay Seymour, they also raised Leap to Fame. Have you had a discussion with either Kevin or Kay since the victory and sort of said, we we got one there, sorry but not sorry type conversation? <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're very, they've been very excited for us, um, sort of the, the road we're going on with Future Assured, even though, um, yeah, it, it was said tongue-in-cheek, tongue uh, sorry, not sorry, but... Uh, yeah, so it's the way it goes, and um, you know, unfortunately for Leap to Fame, he, he drew bad last week, but uh, it looks like he'll probably drawn to make uh, make amends this week. So um, yeah, I, I think um, yeah, we'll, we'll just take that one last week and, and put it under our hat. All right. So this Saturday night, we've got the Queensland Cup Group Two feature. You've got to overcome a second row draw. First question though, was it always the intention to back up and start him in the Queensland Cup? Yeah, well, I mean, that's I've sort of I learned a bit about him through the um, through the Winter Carnival and uh, through the Winter Carnival, I reckon he started out real strong and then got the week to week racing and got a bit weaker. But uh, I felt like I didn't probably didn't have him fit enough and um, and race hard enough to start the carnival. So uh, sort of going into the Inter Dominion, that's sort of our plan this time to to try and make sure he's he's rock hard. We'll we'll race him this week and um, that should hopefully. You know, bring him along. He should be, you know, shouldn't be much more fitness that we can get after that. But then we'll, we'll give him a bit of a light time uh, just to freshen his legs before the Inter. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've never been through an Inter series, but that's just um, sort of what I what I garnered from my horse last you know, through the carnival. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we, we get it right. All right. Well, the Inter Dominion, just on that, uh, is this series going to be a bigger test for you as a trainer driver or for your horse? 
Oh, well, I guess it's a test of everyone, I guess. Um, you know, probably, probably right. You know, the, in, in reality, my, my guy's time may come in the next, next year or two. Um, he's sort of, he's still on the way up. Well, I hope he's still on the way up anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if he does, man, if he, if he wins it, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I guess I can, I can probably take a little bit of credit for it, um, sort of managing him right. But that, that's like every trainer through these inter-series, um, you know, won and lost on the back of how you prepare them. Mm. Do, do you think with that win last week, it's enhanced his reputation, future assured? We all know he's blessed with great ability, but taking a good victory like he did last week, do you think that enhances his reputation? Oh, well, it probably has to. Um, he's sort of always always been a nice horse, and everyone's always everyone's always known from two-year-old, two three-year, three-year-old year that he, he, was a, he was a really nice horse, but... Um, just probably be a bit weak in his mind at those, in those years, and and probably well, I, I probably called him myself a little bit of a flat track bully. You know, he he, he beat up on the horses that he um, he really should have and, and and couldn't quite get over the top of the the, the best ones of his year. But um, even even for me, so so beating those horses last week, it, it was a big statement from him to myself that um, you know he's ready to he's ready to go on and he's not he's not taking a backward step when he gets amongst those good horses. So. Um, you know, it, it, there was there was none better than what what he raced the other the other night. So, yeah, I, I think I don't know whether it made a statement to other people, but he certainly made a statement to me that he's ready to to, to you know take it up to the big boys. Okay, this Saturday night, twenty one hundred and thirty eight metres, so he stretched it out a little further. Are you hoping that he's a genuine top four contender here, despite the draw? Yeah, well, the, the draw probably um, probably looks like it's all right for us. It's, as far as that, as that goes, I, I don't know if we'll be too close, but um, you know we shouldn't have to do too much work early. And yeah, I, I'd be I'd be disappointed if we couldn't run a place in there. Um, exactly how that happens, or, or which way we got to go to get it, I, I'm not not terribly sure. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and, and I'd probably be disappointed if we couldn't run a placing in that grade. In that, do race. you think? Do you think Pete McMullen will park leap to fame, or do you think he hands over? Well, I, I think. I think his initial thought will be will be to park him. I, I got no doubt about that. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, leap to fame is the kind of horse. That, you know, if you if you really want to twist someone's arm, he's got the power to twist your arm pretty hard. So, um, I, I would imagine Pete McMullen's first, his go-to thought would be to park him. Um, but yeah, leap to fame is such a good horse. I think if if they pull the trigger on him, you um, yeah, there'd be a lot of horses that'd be silly not to hand up to him. So. All right, well, it's going to be a great race. There's no question about it. Your guy, race five, number 10, future assured, chasing five straight victories. He's a wickedly fast son of always be, Mickey. Now, this next horse that I want to talk about, it, it sort of half frightens me because you say without doubt that he's the fastest horse that you have on your property. And when you look at future assured and how quick he is, it's it's a big statement, but you, you can back it up with for real life. He is so fast. He missed the run last week. First and foremost, how disappointed were you with that race not going ahead last week? Yeah, it's um, you know it, it was very disappointing that the you know that it wasn't wasn't uh, the race was cancelled. Um, you know, with, with what they called was insufficient numbers. But um, you know, obviously we, we we wanted to go to Sydney and that that went amiss. And um, for me, having these this race up here was kind of a, a kind. Of, it consoled me a little bit because I, I knew we had these around there. And then, yeah, to, to have them sort of cancelled last minute was a bit disappointing. But, um, 
you know, they've rescheduled them for next week. So hopefully, um, I don't know what, what, whether that'll make a great deal of difference. But, um, yeah, hopefully they get enough numbers and, and put them on. But, um, yeah, in reference to the other part of your question, I, I do think um, I still still stand solidly behind the fact that I think he's, um, particularly over four or 500 metres, he, he'd, uh, he's, he's far quicker than future assured. That's, that's a big rap, isn't it? Yeah, he's got... Um, they're, they're different. Probably future assured, you feel like you're going faster, but... Um, yeah, for real life just seems to have this, this stretch about his legs that you, you don't even realise you're doing it. Does he fill a big hobble trend for real life? Yeah, he's in about a 62-inch hobble, I think. Uh, we actually just were sort of asking for a bit more. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he's a big hobble, but he, he uses every bit of it and, and, and really sort of engages himself. He's sort of... Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily quicken up when he goes faster. It sort of just extends his stride, so... And that's, that's probably in contrast to Future Assured. Like I say, you, you really know you're going fast when he's going fast. But um, you know, probably for the, for the horse that he is, he probably doesn't have quite as long a hobble as you'd expect. Mm. He is, uh, he's fast, there's no question about it. He'll need to be fast from this barrier draw. What was the uh, initial reaction when you came up with the inside of the second row? Oh, yeah. It's quite sort of disappointing to draw there. Um, probably that was the, the main barrier we didn't want to draw, really. Um, but in saying that, like, you know, they were good horses that, that are in the race anyway. There's probably four or five horses that are, um, you know, probably as, you know, we, we won the triad there a couple of months ago, and, and I'd say there's probably a couple in it that are, are probably a bit more formidable than what we were racing even then. So um, we knew it was going to be a tough race, but the, once the sort of draws come out, and not only did we draw bad, but some of those other ones drew poor. So uh, yeah, it's going to it's going to be tough, but um, I, I still think. I probably wouldn't wouldn't change horses in the race, but uh, I'd, I'd change barrier draws, that's for sure. OK, but he's ready, he's forward enough? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, we sort of... Um, we didn't miss that great deal of work when, it, when he got... when he had that bit of a virus when sort of had pulled the pin on Sydney. Um, he sort of got a course of antibiotics and, and probably really only missed, missed probably three or four hobble-ups and um, he sort of comes around pretty quickly. So I think he, I think he's right to go. Um, yeah, we're just we're just going to have to sort of navigate a little bit, and as you sort of see last week with Leap to Fame, um, you know, Leap to Fame was the best horse in the race by a long way, but it, it's still the barriers can get you beat. So, um, you know, I, I think we've probably got the best horse in the race on Saturday night, but yeah, the, the barriers going to, you know, we, we're going to have to get some some good luck at some point, and hopefully some of these others get a little bit of bad luck. All right. Well, we look forward to Saturday night. It's going to be another great night of racing. Trent, as always, appreciate the time. Congratulations for last week. Let's hope the good fortune continues. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. There's Trent Dawson joining us. So uh, he's set to play another big hand on Saturday night. So it's a tricky draw for, for real life. But uh, as we know, he's got the class. Angus Garrard was in the feature race winner's circle last Saturday night. Sir Fahrenheit. Much-needed victory in many ways, with ID23 just around the corner. This guy has been just behind the, uh, the, the the winners in recent times, but he got a much-needed victory, and the timing is just ideal because I'm sure it's going to be a big confidence builder for him. He's going to back up on Saturday night and see if he can claim another feature race. Angus joins us now. Angus, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, last week, congratulations firstly, but the timing, was it just... Was there a sense of timing about it that he got that feature race win and it, and it comes just before the end of Dominion? Yeah, thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think so. It's um, I said I think a few weeks ago when you had me on. I think he's probably going as good as he ever has. And he probably proved that on Saturday night. I think that's nearly a career best run when you break it down. Yeah, you took the race by the scruff of the neck early. You, you sort of drove him hard off the gate, proving that he's got really good gate speed. And it was catch me if you can tactics because you rolled along at a good tempo. It was a fast time, just outside the track record, but he was strong all the way through the line. Yeah, he was super crisp. Um, you know, it was sort of the best draw he's had in a while. He sort of kept coming up with second line draws for a bit there. And uh, I said to Dad earlier in the week, I sort of think I can lead this and. Um, you know, he left really good and obviously sort of didn't want to let those sort of nicer ones drawn out the back into it like Adele. And we could keep them out the back and keep rolling along. I thought he was going good enough that he could hang on. Mm. In saying that, so those tactics, you, you sort of kept that speed rolling, which made it difficult for Adele and the, a few others that were drawn off the second row around wide to get into it. But you probably opened yourself up because you had Majestic Lavros right behind you and Majestic Harry three fans, and they're very capable sit-sprint types. So were you confident all the way last week? Yeah, I was, Chris. Um, I, I have sort of had a lot of confidence the way he's been racing lately. Um, you know, he's his sectionals have been, as I said, as good as they've ever been. And, um, you know, he, he just feels really good at the moment. He's really happy. He's, he's training good. He's racing good. So um, it, it, I thought it looked our race on paper and it turned out that way. Yeah, well, can he do it again on Saturday night? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, there's no reason he can't. He, um, he won this race two or three years ago from one second line, so... If we can um, see a bit of space at the right time, I don't see any reason why he couldn't win again. OK, so being on the fence, that's not a bad spot, in particular with mild races at Albion Park. H how do you sort of see that front row? You're drawn directly behind Funny Face. Do you think she's got the speed to hold up or do you think you'll be three, maybe four back the inside? Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't think Funny Face would hold up. But in saying that, you know, the leader Peter jumps the board, so... Um, we know he likes the lead and it'll be ideal for us, but, uh, you know, Majestic Harry's got good gate speed. And, um, you know, it, it, there's probably going to be a bit of pressure to the outside of Funny Face through that early part. So, um, you know, in saying that three fence, I'm happy with that spot. You know, as I said, he's won, won from there before and hopefully he can do it again. He's won 24 races now, uh, Sir Fahrenheit. Uh, how many times have you sat behind him in those victories? Um, I, I think I've won every race on him since he came from New Zealand, so however many he's won since then, I suppose. Yeah. He's been a good horse here. Yeah, he's been super. Um, I love him. You know, he tries his heart out. And, um, you know, he's just so reliable. I think, you know, I think he's made two or three breaks in his life since his racing career in Australia. So sort of not many trotters that reliable and, um, you know, he's been a great horse to us. Is this it before the end of the Minion Series starts or do you look to sort of keep him up to the mark and look for another one before December 1? No, no, he'll just race Saturday night and then um, we'll sort of stick him over at home and try and keep him nice and fresh for those three heats. Right, but you're happy, you're confident he's in the right sort of spot that he needs to be going into a series like that? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we could really have him racing any better, so 
Um, you know, he's going to need a lot of luck, obviously, through that in the Dominion series. But you know, if the breaks go his way, I think he could bob up in a final and um, sort of be thereabouts at least. All right. Before I talk about the free-for-alls, and this Saturday night's feature, the Queensland Cup, just on last week, the Be Good Johnny Sprint. Classy Washington, he's one of the stable stars for you and your dad. He stepped up against the big boys last week. How thrilled with you, were you with his effort last week? Yeah, over the moon, Chris. He was awesome. Um, now he's 53, 8-26-2 home, and he was sort of the only horse off the track, so couldn't have been any happier. So was it only Leap to Fame that's recorded better sectionals than your guy last week? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he was very good. He, every time you put a challenge out to this guy, he sort of steps up to the mark, and he did exactly that again last week. Yeah, he does, you know. He, he um, hasn't let us down yet. I'm sure he won't. He, um, he, he just keeps stepping up, as you say. And faster they go, the happier he is. Yeah. Is there a race between now and the end of the year that you can sort of really concentrate on with him and say that that's his big grand final race? Oh, we haven't really mapped anything out in stone. Um, he'll race uh, Saturday week. There's a, I think there's a $25,000 free-for-all on, so he'll head there and um, run around there. We'll probably just try and pick out a few races sort of while the Inter-Dominion's on and... Um, then we'll just look to give him a little break and go again next year. All right. Manila Playboy's your drive this week in the Queensland Cup. He's first up, he draws barrier one. Was that the right draw? I think so. Um, you know, as you say, Albion Park, you want to be on the fence in those good races. So it's a good starting point anyway. OK. I asked Trent Dawson the question earlier. I'll ask you the same question. Do you expect Black Sedans to hold Leap to Fame or do you think he'll hand over? Um, oh, yeah, it's probably hard to say, to be honest, because, um, you know, Black Sedance is obviously a good horse in front and likes to roll along, but, you know, it, it's sort of a tough decision to make when you've got Leap to Fame, Luna, and you're outside. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but um, to be honest, I'm really not sure what Peter want to do. OK. Just with your horse, Manila Playboy, two trials, this preparation, you've been behind him both times. Are you happy with the fitness levels? Yeah, I've been really happy with him, Chris. He's um, he's felt really good. He's done it easy, even though they haven't sort of gone extremely hard. He, he's found the line good, and, um, been quite strong. So he's uh, his heart rates and everything have been super at the trials, and Shane's really happy with him. So hopefully he's on the right track. Okay, so given that he's got barrier one, you're happy with the trials. Is he a genuine first four chance here on Saturday night? Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, he, he's going to have to be sort of at 100% to do so, but um, from what Shane says, he thinks he's really good. So um, if he's where he thinks he is, I think he can definitely earn some money. OK. Uh, a couple of other good drives for you on Saturday night. St Crusader had his first run here last week. He was able to score. You pick up the drive this week. Can he go back-to-back? Yeah, I think he can, Chris. Um, probably a little bit of a step up, obviously, but he looked good last week and um, hopefully he'll improve a little bit off that, just having a look at the track and stuff. OK. What about uh, Might as well in the Mayor's feature, the Forever Gold? She's drawn the inside of the second row, but again, this is a good spot. 
Yeah, that's right. I thought that was ideal for her, Chris. Um, she's actually racing super. I thought her run last week was awesome. She was sort of making super ground from a long way back at the top of the straight. And, um, hopefully we get a really nice trip this week and I actually think she can go close. All right. Have you got all the fingers and toes crossed that Cat's Eye Beach will get a start in the Bill Dixon? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'd love him to get a run there. I, I think, obviously, it's a perfect draw. And, um, I think he's right up to him, so um, hopefully. Okay. And Golden Bay in this three-year-old classic for the Colts and Geldings, he's a, he's a very talented type. Uh, he trolled earlier in the week. Uh, is this a race that he can bob up in? Yeah, he's definitely got the raw ability to, Chris. He, he's probably not mentally there yet, but, um, you know, at his best, he's sort of right with any of these. So um, if he brings his A game, does everything right, he can be there about. All right, excellent. Well, hopefully there's some more success headed your way this weekend. Congratulations for last weekend with Sir Fahrenheit scoring. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks a lot, Chris. There's Angus Garrard joining us and uh, about to join us now is Gemma Hewitt because she's got her team stepping out on Saturday night and there's a couple of very interesting horses in there as well. In particular, one coming up from Sydney to have his first run. We'll get to him in just a moment. But Gemma joins us now. Gemma, good morning. Thanks, Chris. Good morning. A uh, couple of horses that I wanted to talk about. We'll start with the race two, Make Mine Memphis. He's fresh up. I've seen him in both of his recent trials uh, in readiness for Saturday night. He's been sharp. Uh, are you happy with the way he's come back? Yeah, I am, Chris. He sort of just um, just had to give him a little break after the winter carnival. He, he had reached his tether and um, he had six weeks off. And, yeah, he seems to have come back really good from that. Yeah, the most recent trial earlier this week. And uh, he, he just put them away and he looked really comfortable doing it. Yeah, that was a, a nice run, especially it was a really um, rain-affected track on Monday too. So, no, we're really happy with his closing sectionals on Monday. OK, Northview Hustler's drawn one. He's a gate-speed horse, good front-runner, so he's going to get a, a good trip here. Yeah, he will. Hopefully uh, he's first up too. So, hopefully he's um, fit enough in that to get us to where we need to be, to the sprint lane. And, yeah, i got no doubt that my fella will be ready to go. All right. What about the stable favourite of Marmy in race three? He's drawn the inside of the second row, but drawn behind probably the likely leader in the Burgering. So is he capable here? Yeah, I think so. Um, even like last week, his run was really good. He was wide and he come last, but he was only beat like seven metres or something and he still ran the quickest last half of the race. So he's at his best at the moment. So he'll only need some luck Saturday night and he should be thereabouts as well. Do you prefer him at the mile or 2100 or it doesn't matter? Doesn't really matter, I don't think. No, uh, when when he's drawn where he is, that that doesn't really worry me. Um, yeah. Either All right. Or. Race seven, the Bill Dixon. So serious steps out here. Last start winner. He goes good this horse, but he had that little bit of an issue where he was scratched last week. So obviously he's a okay. Yeah, he is. He's actually a really talented horse, Chris. I've just I've never been so unlucky with a horse that's joined my stable. Um, he's just been really unlucky in a lot of runs and. He won that last start at Albion Park and I probably thought he was a little bit disappointing still when he won that race. And, um, yeah, he pulled up with some issues after that, but everything's rectified now and unfortunately had to scratch out of the peak of the creek, which we were aiming for. But, um, no, he's well and truly back on track now and I'm happy with him. All right. Just on that last start victory, at the top of the lane, did you think it was going to be a space job or you were thinking, oh, he might just get found out a little bit here? 
No, I think when we all, when he found the front, we all just thought, you know, by how far I've been waiting yeah. for this for a long time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he actually pulled up with a foot abscess after that run, so it sort of explains. Um, he won in 55, but I know that horse can sit parked in 52, you know. So I, I was a little bit disappointed with that win, but when he pulled up with an issue, it sort of, um, yeah, I was sort of glad in a way because I knew that, that he wasn't at his best that night. Yeah, it's a really good field, as you would expect, but it's a nice trailing draw here. He's going to be in a good spot really quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're going to be following out Grant, and, um, yeah, it looks like he's going to get a really nice trip. So, um, yeah, he'll be ready for it. Okay, and and the mystery runner for you on Saturday night, there's a bit of pressure with this guy as well because your brother sent him up, chiselled. He goes around in this three-year-old Colton Gildings classic race. Uh, he's won his last two. Going through his form card, he's raced in a lot of good races. So what are the expectations here? <laughs> yeah, he's um, come up from my brother, Jason, in Bathurst, and he actually said he's probably his best horse he's ever had. So um, he sent up Ryan Skankster last year and we were able to do a bit of a job with him. But... um. Yeah, he's just sort of rated in the high 60s at the moment and he just thought it'd be a good idea to come up and target the up to 70 series and um, maybe set a qualifier and things like that. But, um, yeah, sort of put him in on Saturday night and it's a pretty good field, that three-year-old race, but it'll be really interesting to see where he measures up against him because I know my brother's got a pretty high opinion of him and, um, as you said, like he's, his form this year has just been in all really good races and he, his last start he won the Canola Cup, which is a good race to win out, out west um, in New South Wales too, so it's quite prestigious. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see where he measures up against these good three-year-olds. All right, that last start was back on October too. So, fitness-wise, where's he at? Uh, so, he trialled at Bathurst last Monday and then he transported up. So, um, yeah, like, it again, he'll benefit from the run and we'll see where he's... I'll learn a lot from him. I'll see where his fitness is at and where he measures up towards the good ones, but I don't think he'll be too far behind him, put it that way. Okay. Is he related to Ryan's gangster? Yeah, he's a brother. Yeah, half-brother. Okay. Okay. Well, he's going to be a, a very interesting horse there to watch out for. Chiselled going around in race number eight. Hey, just speaking of the family, how many winners did Dad train last night? Seemed like he had half the program. <laughs> yeah, he actually got five winners last night, and it's really good to see. It makes me really happy. So, yeah, I was talking to Mum this morning and... Um, and the team, yeah, so, yeah, you know, you got to really celebrate those things and enjoy them because it's hard to do, and, yeah, I get a lot of enjoyment out of watching them win here from, from up here as well, so. There was only eight races, right? Yeah, and I know he wasn't even in the last one, so I don't, I, I missed the, the first couple, so I'm not really sure if he won every race he was in or not, but I was sort of watching, and, and then by the end of the night, too, I'm thinking, God, you've won a lot of races tonight, so. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last race rolled around and he wasn't in it, so, yeah. Big effort. Five out of seven will mark him, man. That's a that's a that's an A plus effort. <laughs> yeah, that's a pass. <laughs> How many would he be working down there at the moment? Uh, I think he's got about forty in work at the moment, but uh, he'll be getting pretty busy now with his all his babies coming in and out. He's always got about twenty two year olds or so, so um, I know that they're coming in and out and at the moment, and they're always quite busy with them behind the scenes as well. All right, are you working any babies at the moment? Uh, yeah, I've got two fillies here that were purchased at sales um, here earlier in the year. So, yeah, they're both in work here now. Are they progressing in the way you hope? Yeah, they are. I'm actually really happy with a pair of them. Um, I've got a Sun Beach filly from the APG sale and she was really well um, mannered and easy to break in and she's she's really quite forward, that filly. And then I bought uh, For a Reason from the Nutrient sale and, yeah, she's come along quite nicely as well. So 
I've made late payments for them both for Bathurst and that'll be the target this far out anyway. All right. Well, fingers crossed they keep uh, keep going in the right direction. Gemma, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Gemma Hewitt joining us this morning. Matty Young's about to join us. Last week we had the derby. And right around the outside, Lou and trying to let go from the back. Mickey's Beach, but never ending. Comes to the turn. 28-4. Leads by four metres. In second place, giving chase is Sky Lou. Never ending in front. Sky Lou's a massive danger. It's over. Sky Lou. Madison Brown is going to upset her partner, Gary Hall Jr. And Sky Lou has won the derby brilliantly. Sky Lou from never ending. And third... Well, never ending had a bit of a hiccup in the preparation Chris and went down about a dollar 30 chance there last week yeah not not the news that punters probably wanted to uh, hear but uh, he basically beat himself Steve last week he got fierce at uh, various points of that derby last week there was that unknown factor about the distance as well and when he's over racing uh, like he did last week uh, it was always going to uh, end in, in a bit of disappointment. So Skylou had the perfect run, executed a really nice drive, handed over to the right horse and got every chance and he was able to go on and claim uh, the derby. Probably not even the, the second-ranked horse from the Hall stable. Uh, they had Mr Smarty. Uh, they had uh, I'm the Black Flash. And poor old Skylou was just pretty much an afterthought. So much so that Gary Hall Senior talked Stewie McDonald out of driving Skylou. He said, no, no, this is the one you've got to drive. Go with Mr Smarty. And that's how Madison Brown took the drive last week on Sky Lou. So wasn't a B for Stewie, but uh, yeah, in the end, it was the right result for the stable, I suppose. Matty Young's with us. How are you, Matt? Very well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. Your Matty? assessment? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot of people over here that are jumping off a never-ending train. Um, I'm not one of them. Uh, I think uh, Chris sort of uh, summarised it pretty well, I think. I know hindsight's a, a wonderful thing, but his track work run at, under lights the week before, I sort of didn't like the way that he sort of got to the line. And uh, when the sections were broken down, he went his first quarter in 27.9 to 2,400 metres. He went 2.54. So he went quicker in his track work than he did last Friday night. And, um, yeah, getting the getting keen part is uh, definitely an issue for him going forward but as i outlined to chris during the week uh, a lot of the majors that we see in harness racing in australia and uh, yeah, australia wide they're not over the longer distance so if he's a horse that doesn't get 2500 meters it's not going to uh, hinder his career too much all right the focus this friday night tomorrow night it's the wa pacing cup this looks fairly Fairly difficult in many ways. Gate speed is going to be crucial here, given how this barrier draw has lined up. The first question that I wanted to ask, Gary Hall Jr. had the choice of a lot of drives here. Are you surprised he went with Prince of Pleasure? Well, he didn't really have the choice, Chris. Uh, Jumping Jack Max, Stuart McDonald has driven him for basically every run, apart from the Nullarbor, where um, Junior didn't have a drive in the race. And so the team Hall decided to use him and utilise him for that race. Um, he drove Diego to win the Pacing Cup last year or this year, but uh, at the same time, Madison Brown was out with concussion protocol. So Madison's always driven Diego. Stewie's always driven Jumping Jack Mac, and uh, Junior had the choice between two, basically. It was Prince of Pleasure and Wild West. So he wasn't going to kick either Stewie or Madison off their drives, and I think he's happy with... Uh, being able to drive Prince of Pleasure, uh, barrier 10 for his 10th pacing cup, maybe. 
Okay, Magnificent Storm is the current favourite with Tab. He's at 270 fixed price. Is that fair? Uh, I had him marked around about the $3 quote. I thought uh, there's a little bit of a query there where he gets to and what happens early. Loyalist creates a lot of interest in the race from the inside draw. Does he lead? Does he sit? And if he does sit, who's going to be the one to get there? I think jumping Jack Max, the horse that's most likely going to push forward to get to the top if Magnificent Storm has really pushed off the arm. Can he get around jumping Jack Mack and Diego and get into that dominating spot outside of Loyalist to then be the first one to the lead? So I think tactically it's going to be a really fascinating early battle. Um, I thought whichever one of those two led become the hardest to beat, but if they do go a bit uh, crazy and if Loyalist wants to try and lead, then it really opens the race up. So I think the barrier draw as a spectacle... We couldn't have asked for a better draw. I know you've got a smaller track there. It's only the half-mile oval there at Gloucester Park, but I'll be stunned if he can lead Loyalist. You think if he... You don't think he's quite up to this sort of I don't, class, I don't think he's got gate speed. OK, I thought his gate speed, looking at his replays, wasn't too bad. Uh, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a tricky starting point, too, for a horse off the inside. So, um, they also, what could come into it too, Chris, is that um, if Jumping Jack Mack gets half to three quarters on Seaton early and then Diego's coming forward and Magnificent Storm's forward, yeah. you could get that staggered start, which could really help him burrow through yeah. into that first turn. So um, it's only a short run to the first turn. So if he can do enough, it just depends on their tactics. And I guess uh, mm. that's the $450,000 question. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Which way are you going in the Cup tomorrow night? Um, I'm so on the fence between jumping Jack Mack and Magnificent Storm. Look, I'm going Magnificent Storm because I just think he's come back really well and he just profiles as a horse that has improved so much from um, his Eastern States campaign there in Brisbane. So uh, I think Magnificent Storm's my top tip. All right, we'll go with him. What about uh, your best bet on the card tomorrow night? Where do we go? Race three, number one, who's the dad? Leads and wins and have that into uh, Magnificent Storm, hopefully. Okay, so that's three by one, who's the dad? And then we're looking at race five, number four, Magnificent Storm. It's a good card tomorrow night. Yeah, fantastic card. Really looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, the Norm's Daughters, the undercard feature as well for the Mayors leading into the Mayors Classic. So looking Does she forward win? to it. It's going to be yeah, I'll, I'll, I would think so. Um, I know she's had a few hiccups with uh, her feet, but uh, with the barrier draw, I think that'll be enough to uh, get her across the line. OK, she's got the speed to lead? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She, gets, she gets out good. Shane never pushed her off the arm too much as a younger horse because she used to fire up, but she is really um, relaxing and she's a lot better racehorse these days. Okay, so we'll watch her closely. Wonderful to fly there in race number six, the Norm's daughter. Hey, Matty, appreciate the time. Enjoy pacing cup night tomorrow night. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, guys.